Hi everyone, welcome and welcome back to Sincerely Z, the podcast by Jen Rise. Before we begin, I want to give a trigger warning that I'll be talking about suicide and rape. For today's podcast, I wanted to speak on an issue that's really important to me and something that's definitely has not been covered enough in the media, not known enough in the public. So this podcast will be based around the conspiracy if the United States government is covering up the deaths of women who have been raped or murdered. And these deaths have happened under very suspicious circumstances that makes people wonder if, you know, these, you know, quote-unquote suicides um, are really suicides at all, or if they're just, you know, cover-ups for for women who have been murdered or raped. So the case I want to focus on today is the mysterious death of Lavina Johnson. Lavina was born and raised in Missouri, and she graduated from Hazelwood Central High School. And right right after high school, she wanted to, you know, find a way to pay for her own college as a child of five siblings. She didn't want to burden her parents, so she signed up for the military, and she was only 19. Just days before her 20th birthday, she was found shot, and the army ruled it a suicide. But there's no evidence that makes it even close to a suicide. And the more and more you read into the case and look at the details carefully, the less it makes sense. So on the morning of July 19, 2005, about 10 years ago, Lavina Johnson was found dead in her military base in Iraq, where she had been stationed in for eight weeks. The military investigators, you know, quickly ruled it a suicide. They saw her M16 rifle on the floor next to her. The military investigators claimed that she took the gun and shot herself in the mouth. Additionally, in the report, they claimed that she was upset over a ex-boyfriend because there were burnt letters of their breakup next to her body. Just first off, something that doesn't make sense is the fact that there was a shell casing, you know, an empty shell casing from that bullet she supposedly shot herself with but there was no bullet found at the scene. Also, logically speaking, Lavina was 5'1", and it would have been impossible for her to take her 40-inch M16 rifle and pull the trigger with her finger and shoot herself. And even if she was able to do that to herself, there's no gunshot residue in her hand, there's no there's none of her fingerprints on the gun that, you know, quote-unquote, she used to kill herself with. And going back to that, you know, fire of the burning of the breakup letters that she supposedly lit on fire, you know, on the matches and on the aerosol, they were all tested for her fingerprints, and none of her fingerprints were on any of the items. 
Okay, and going back to the gunshot wound, she there was a hole at the back of her head, but what's really inconsistent is that it more so looks like a shot not from AM sixteen rifle that came from inside her mouth. It the sh- the hole on the back of her head looks more like a gunshot wound from a nine mm pistol. And Lamina's father, being a service veteran, could tell, having experience with guns, could tell that the gunshot wound did not look like the exit wound that an M16 rifle would cause. What's even more suspicious about the crime scene is that there's a trail of blood after the tent that her body was found in, and that was never, you know, really picked up by the military investigators in the report. Adding on, in the pictures, you can see how on Lavina's clothes, on her back, there's dirt and debris on them. You know, making it seem like somebody was dragging her body into the tent after they had killed her. But it even gets more confusing when you look at her autopsy. In the military's autopsy, they list um, quote-unquote non-serious injuries that uh, Lamina had when she died, you know, um, examples such as, you know, a busted lip, some of her teeth were broken, and there were scratch marks on her neck, and bruises. So, these are listed as non-serious, but when her family members saw her body at the funeral, it raised so many more questions about why Lamina would go to such lengths to hurt herself before she was, you know, if she was planning to shoot herself and kill herself, why she would, you know, hurt herself like that. And if it was someone else who did this to her before she killed herself, they might have been the last person to see her alive if they got into a physical fight. And they can provide answers for, you know, this very suspicious death. What's even worse is that after this military autopsy, her father um, ordered a independent one just to, obviously because the military was obviously trying to, you know, pass it off as a suicide, even though there's so many more, you know, evidence, like, pointing to a murder instead. So what um, Lavina's father found was that there was this acid substance that was found in her vaginal area and this really makes it seem like someone who murdered her wanted to cover up some evidence of sexual assault or rape that had happened there's also places on her back and hand that you can that you can see that there's some sort of liquid that was poured and someone was trying to light her body on fire really seeming like they were trying to get rid of the evidence and maybe realize how hard it was to burn a body and, you know, switch gears and, you know, stage it to look like a suicide instead. And going back to that gunshot wound that doesn't really match up with, you know, a typical gunshot wound, exit wound to a M16 rifle, there was a piece of her tongue that was missing when they were doing the autopsy. This shows how it could have ever been likely how someone shot her from the back of her head with a 9mm pistol 
and then carved out the piece of her tongue that the bullet was stuck in. And not surprisingly, none of this was mentioned in the military's autopsy report. This was all found in Lavinia's father's independent autopsy. And all this forensic and physical evidence doesn't match up with any evidence suggesting that Lavina Johnson has been, you know, contemplating suicide or killing herself. Right? She wrote to her parents a lot and she called back home too. She was making plans about coming home for that Christmas. There was no suicide no found either. And just altogether none of this made sense for Lavina's family. But Lavina's family never stopped trying to find the truth about what happened. And after years of trying and trying to get more files surrounding her death that the military kept very hidden, and as more investigators that Lavina's family hired kept digging, a very, a very interesting theory arose that makes much more sense than Lavina killing herself and provides much more answers than the military could have provided and a lot of evidence points towards this theory as well. The theory is that there was a commander who was in the same base that Lavina was stationed and at some point in time they have crossed paths or met each other somehow and Lavina wrote this commander's name down in her notepad slash journal. And according to Donald Watkins in his three-part series on Lavina's suspicious death, which is linked in the description, this commander was having an affair outside his marriage um, with a female civilian employee that was also in this base. And he was commanded by the Pentagon to break off this affair, but the commander you know, didn't listen to the Pentagon and instead kept continuing this affair. The theory continues that on the night of July 18, 2005, the day, the day before she was found dead, she walked into the tent and saw the commander and the female that he was having the affair with together in the tent. The theory goes that the commander, extremely you know, angry and um, shocked, started to physically assault Lavina. So whether he was extremely enraged that somebody caught them or that he wanted to cover up some evidence of, you know, the affair, he shot her and staged her death to look like a suicide. So although it's just a theory, it provides way more answers than, you know, the military's um, explanation for her death was. The commander in this theory has been named as Kevin P. Byrnes, who was um, a four-star army general appointed by President George W. Bush in November of 2002. And mentioned before, uh, Lavina and Kevin had met before and had conversation which she recorded in her um, journal and also told her father about. The theory continues that after Brian's was done physically assaulting uh, Lavina, he dragged her back to a tent 
and staged it to make it look like she killed herself. And what makes even less sense is that Lavina was assigned a M16. She was issued one, but this serial number on the M16 that was found next to her body, the supposed gun that she used to kill herself, was did not have the same serial number as the one that she was issued to. What really drives this Barnes theory, the theory that Barnes killed Lavina because she found out about the affair, is that just three weeks after Lavina's death, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and President George W. Bush fired Barnes on August 8, 2005, and this was just before Barnes was supposed to retire, just three months before he was supposed to retire, which kind of drives the point of why would they, you know, go to the length of firing him and making such a big deal if he was going to retire in three months anyways? And having an affair outside of your marriage wasn't unusual, right? A lot of commanders, especially high officials, did this all the time. So if it was just three months shy of Biden's retirement date, you know, the theory really drives the point that if he was already going to retire so soon, what was the point of going to all the trouble to fire him just over this affair? And the army announced that he was fired because of, you know, quote, personal conduct, quote. And the Pentagon also released statements saying that he was fired because he defied orders and continued his affair. But this didn't add up to a lot of people. On August 10,005, the founder of Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington, published a story reporting the strangeness of, you know, Secretary Rumfeld's decision in firing General Barnes. Ariana writes, quote, He was already set to retire in November. Something doesn't add up. Would the Army really can a four-star general with 36 years of service, three months shy of his retirement, because he screwed someone other than his wife in the middle of a war. And the theory of Kevin Barnes murdering Lavina Johnson really supports the entire, this whole strangeness of the case and the way that the U.S. government plays a role in trying to cover up Lavina's death and trying to brush it off under the rug. And sadly, Lavina's story is just one of many, many women who have been raped or sexually assaulted and then found dead under mysterious circumstances a few days later. When I was researching about this case, I came across really disturbing statistics. According to the Department of Defense, one in three women who join the U.S. military will be sexually assaulted or raped by men in the military. More statistics show that during the Operation Iraqi Freedom, in 2010, statistics show that 120 female U.S. soldiers stationed in Iraq had died. Half of those deaths were reported to be non-combat related. 30 of these non-combat related deaths were classified as suicides by the military investigators, but there's evidence, a lot of evidence, that suggests otherwise, that they've been murdered and raped, and all these and a lot of these suicide classified deaths are, you know, staged to cover up all these horrific crimes. After um, investigating and researching about this case, 
It really showed me how underreported this issue is and how there's little to no media coverage about these women who have sacrificed their lives fighting for the United States, their country, and their loyalty meant nothing to the military when you know they were trying to cover up all these deaths and ruling them as suicides. And as I was, you know, researching about ways to help, they came across this military true crime podcast, which is also a nonprofit organization called Military Families for Justice. Their mission is to bring the deaths of all these women and men who have died under very mysterious circumstances and to bring their stories to light and through the public. And as always, a great way to help is just educating yourself and spreading the word about these very underreported issues that have been going on for a really long time. And especially, it's been very underreported in the media because the United States government is playing a big role in this military cover-up. If you're as distraught as I am after listening to this, I've included a lot of links and sources that I've used. Feel free to look through these links and to educate and learn more about the stories of these men and women who have died and to spread more awareness. That's one of the best ways to help, especially in issues like these.